Hey, what's happening? Wednesday, October 6, 2021. It's about a little afternoon on a nice day. Except for a bit of a scary morning if you were driving to work or going anywhere just waking up. You might have heard out of Texas a high school shooting and a massive response. Uh, There was um, watching video. I was actually driving myself, and so I could only listen. I was here. I was listening to Fox News on satellite radio. Harris Faulkner was reporting pretty well live, and um, you know she had to cut in on her show and go to some people in the field. And it was it was right out of a you know Columbine Parkland response. And you think, great, you know this is this is terrible for the people involved and we all know the next thought we have we brace for the soapbox gaslighting that comes from the sociopaths on the left well much to their disappointment none of this fits any kind of narrative that they can use therefore about 30 minutes after the suspect was identified probably quicker than that you could barely find it on cnn there's rumors of actual cnn personalities like brian seltzer or whatever his name is, the guy that looks like Humpty Dumpty, shaved as such. He and and another no-name, part of the big ratings drop they've had. Yeah, CNN with terrible ratings has actually dropped even more. We'll talk about it. They were disappointed, apparently, in the studio today in Atlanta, according to insiders. And there's a rumor that one of the reporters actually thought maybe this guy could be a white supremacist. That's funny because this was all after... The suspect, who's now in custody, one Timothy Simpkins, is an African, African-American male. Womp, womp. As the left deflates, as their opportunity to lecture us about gun violence, which I still can't get anyone to determine what an inanimate object can do violently on its own, but uh, Timothy Simpkins really let the left down today. Shame on him. He... he chose to be the shooter and this was the wrong kind of gun violence for our sociopathic friends on the left who do not care the moment these people heard about it you i guarantee you might have been with some of them if you're still subject to sharing space and being around people like that their first reaction is what kind of political capital they can get out of it well one look at timothy and then you hear about it being a fight and he brought a gun to school whipped the gun out and shot four people so far Uh, I don't think there are any fatalities, thank God. So this really just dropped off the edge for CNN. I imagine they were pumped. This was a chance to underhand pitch something to Joe Biden and to Kamala Harris, especially because it's an emotional issue. It doesn't require any critical thinking. And she's a complete dingbat. So getting out there and talking about a problem in a sort of general way and using, you know, Um, big words that she couldn't quite define. This was her chance, too. This was a real big Kamala Harris opportunity that really goes down the crapper when you identify the suspect and you find out the circumstance. Because I thought, hey, is this some kid? You know, when I first heard about it, you know, this is, you know, and they're looking for a guy. I'm like, this is going to be right out of, you know, right out of the the typical algorithm. He's going to be mentally ill. And um, you hear about the community. It's a nice community in this Mansfield, Arlington area. And it's, um, it's great news that this scumbag, 
Uh, and that goes for anyone that would do something like this. Bring a gun, get into a fight, and use it, you know, when he's losing probably. Who knows? But apparently a pregnant teacher was injured, not shot, but thrown down. Fortunately, she's okay, treated, and released immediately. But one of the four victims, I believe, and there's still details coming in, was a teacher. They've all been rushed to hospitals, and um, the suspect had surrendered. And, you know, he's going to get a major charge. Um, I don't know what kind of conspiracy. This does not look like any kind of plan in the name of Donald Trump, right? This is this was the expose that CNN, MSNBC, and all the network news stations were envisioning as this story was released. Well, one, I'm thrilled no one lost their lives. Hopefully, everyone can recover from their injuries. Um, and even better, let's be real, we're a bit relieved we don't have to hear or be lectured by the sociopaths who are very disappointed they couldn't take an opportunity with this And they're certainly hoping something like this can happen again soon. Politically for Joe Biden, this could have helped. Again, that's all the sociopathic left cares about is maintaining and expanding their power. And so this was something I'm sure Joe Biden's people were very disappointed to learn. When the shooter was not part of any kind of white supremacy conspiracy, believe me, if there was a way, I mean, they did it with Larry Elder, the new face of white supremacy, according to the LA Times, Uh, They would have done it with this Timothy kid. And they've combed his social media, and I'm sure um, they are all disappointed. All these so-called journalists can't can't tie Trump or any kind of white rage that General Milley could tout he's fighting in the army. Um, That's not a part of the story. Thank God. Just a jerk piece of shit brought a gun to school and used it. And uh, he's very lucky if no one dies, because he's going to dodge a murder charge, which would have and should have had him tried as an adult. I don't know if he's 18, but that could have put him away for the rest of his life. He might get away with something that has him out in a few years, and I'm sure he's going to turn out to be an upstanding citizen. Not going by the picture or anything. I wouldn't dare take a leap looking at the photo and take a grab at what this kid's future might be like. But honestly, F him, I don't care. And so he's in custody, fortunately, and we can hopefully move on from this quickly. But that was big breaking news today, and it didn't turn out to be, thank God, what I was worried it was going to be. Some interesting news going on with parents of kids in public schools who are now Thanks to the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, these parents are now persons of interest, I would say, for the FBI. Merrick Garland, extreme leftist, thank God the Republicans fought Obama's appointment of him. This liberal milk toast son of a bitch is out there ordering the DOJ, the FBI, to investigate parents who criticize critical race theory. You know, throughout the COVID battle and restrictions that are that schools are implementing, in some cases without legal background, without legal support, mask mandates and what have you. What's really been big uh, in the you know at the forefront of these school board meetings and parents fighting in states like Virginia, and really it doesn't matter what state you're in. Most of these public school administrations and boards are all leftist hacks, right? The education profession 
is hallowed ground for liberalism. And it festers and has festered and spread like a virus, like a sick, demented socialist infection for decades. And so now you have critical race theory, which is this complete reimagining of when the United States was founded. And it's a way for liberals to tell white kids and tell all kids that whiteness is bad and that white kids essentially owe everybody else. And of course, like anything liberal, like anything on the left, in the name of justice or unity, it is extremely divisive. It's twisted, it's demented, and it's the product of morons. And so Merrick Garland doesn't like that parents are using their voice and fighting back. And of course, these discussions, if you'd call them that, at these school board meetings get heated. They do for all kinds of issues, busing issues everything. Parents get fired up about their kids. This hits home when they hear about what the kids are being taught. And Merrick Garland believes that these parents are threatening teachers or threatening administrators to the point that the FBI has to get involved. Isn't that effing fantastic? We have thousands of undocumented, unknown migrants pouring across the border from Haiti, supposedly. God knows who else is coming across. And now, now instead of worrying about that, Merrick Garland is going to have the FBI investigate little Johnny and little Susie's mom and dad because they're yelling at the school board. Ooh, man. Big threat, right? This is, this is communist, right? This is, this is a way to leverage right out of the Marxist playbook, right? You're leveraging law enforcement right? The government, the military to quell dissent, right? I mean, because we know Merrick Garland's part of an administration that 100 supports critical race theory and would have it taught to your kids when they enter free preschool that they want to pay for everybody. Again, why do you think the government, why do you think Democrats want to make preschool free? The moment they pay for it, they get to control it. And this is how they secure votes. These are a long game group of scumbags. They're not just thinking about the next election. They're thinking about the next 50 years. Because this is, and it's not because they sit around like Dr. Evil and want to ruin this country. They are arrogant, psychopaths, narcissists who believe deep down, especially when they're amongst each other, that they know better than we do, that they know better for us than we know for ourselves, especially poor people, especially people that are supposedly disenfranchised. They want to buy them early and often, and then they want to shape what they believe. Critical race theory is a massive part of that future, and thank God people are fighting it, and you should too. If you don't know, if you can't say definitively yes or no to the question, is your child being taught critical race theory in his or her school, if you don't know, if you can't say with certainty no, you need to find out. If it's maybe or yes, you need to fight it. You need to get people together and you need to go and look it up, make out some bullet points, pick out the real disgusting topics, the theme, what it's trying to accomplish, right? Which is dividing everybody and making pretty much everyone non-white hate everyone who's white and resent them. Educate some people and go to your school board and fight it and demand 
that they stopped teaching this to children. But it's interesting that Merrick Garland is now at the forefront of this crusade against these criminal terrorist parents. That word has been thrown around because his son is apparently in the business of selling books on critical race theory. This is pretty crazy. Actually, Attorney General Merrick Garland's daughter, Rebecca Garland, is married to a guy named Zan, X-A-N Tanner. Mr. Zan Tanner is the current co-founder of a controversial education service company called Panorama Education. Panorama Education is the, quotes, social learning, oh boy, resource material, meaning Marxist books. They are a, this is from Gateway Pundit, social learning resource material provider to school districts and teachers that teach but I'm bomb, critical race theory. Fox News has reported this connection between Garland and his son-in-law in the sales of CRT books. They talked about it this morning. <laughs> also, there's connections between Zuckerberg of Facebook and Panorama. Listen to Panorama again. What does Panorama do? They provide social learning resource material. That that is that is the modern day definition of Marxist theory providers. When you hear anything from a Democrat in the family talk about social and learning, they mean brainwashing. And that's what CRT is. And that's why they want to teach it early. Because as we get older, as we diversify in our lives and meet more people and experience a wider spectrum of personalities, of different people from different backgrounds, education, and experiences, we're going to ask more questions. We're going to question things that sound radical. Not that we should dismiss them, but on the surface, at its core, critical race theory is easy to dismiss if you have any kind of reference, any kind of experience in your life. So children are not going to be armed with that. And this is what the left wants. This is why they want to pay for preschool and pay for daycare and pay for everything they can because they want to inject, quote, social learning. Well, Merrick Garland's son-in-law certainly has an interest in critical race theory being a part of the regular curriculum at your kids' schools. Found that interesting. That is Joe Biden's attorney general. Another corrupt, twisted scumbag who was almost a justice on the Supreme Court. COVID numbers are dropping. We're, we're below... Now, 100,000 positive cases a day. But you're going to still see massive heavy-handed mandates. And you're going to not only still see it, I think you're going to see an acceleration as the Delta variant dwindles, as hospitals continue to have more and more beds, both in ICU and regular beds open. You're going to see the bluest of the blue, the nuttiest of the nuttiest municipal leaders, state leaders, go all in on any restrictions they can get. And of course, LA, Los Angeles City Council has got to be one of the worst. They just passed COVID vaccine mandates for restaurants, bars, gyms, shopping malls, and theaters, right? So they're grabbing as much power and as much information as they can because now everyone's gonna have to carry some kind of passport QR code on their mobile device. I have no doubt there are going to be algorithms 
There are going to be all of these artificial intelligence predictor models, advertising opportunities, influencing programs that Facebook, their whistleblower has admitted is a big part of what they do. Taking somebody from healthy recipes, apparently, to anorexia promoting content, according to the whistleblower, which I don't know about you, I've never, whether it's on my Amazon device in the kitchen or on Facebook, nothing healthy is ever promoted. It's all crap. It's all about making us sicker and needing more things from companies that pay Facebook and pay Amazon for advertising. But I digress. With COVID cases dwindling, with hospitals emptying, with people, more and more people getting vaccinated, and there's no, with less and less need for any kind of mandates, if there ever was any, which there wasn't, and they're not legal, LA City Council says, nope, you want to come here, you got to prove you're vaccinated. So if we're all going to go to LA for something, if we're forced to, we have to be prepared for this. They're going to make these poor restaurant owners and their employees check at the door for your papers, like we're in the Soviet Union. So this will start November 6th. That's a month away. Imagine how lame that is when you will have now, if, if we're on this current trend, we will have less than 50,000 cases per day. And at the same time, Dimwit Fauci is telling any stupid reporter interested in still interviewing him that he's not sure if we will be, get to be, able to get to, be able to get together for Christmas. You're not sure. People by 70 and 80,000 count are going to football stadiums in the NFL and in college. Theme parks are open, you moron. And he still thinks and reporters are still asking if it's okay to get together with family. They can't stand ever the thought that they would lose power over us. It's killing them. The thought kills them. And so they're digging down. They're digging in. This L.A. City Council measure is timed so that they, in a month or two, can come out and say, see it all the numbers, the hospital numbers, the infection rate, how it drops. They want to be able to take credit. They want to capitalize on COVID. It's never about the disease or protecting people and never has been. They're timing this because they know the numbers. They know that LA County is, is significantly better than it was a few months ago. And so the more laws they can get on the books, the more they can take credit for the inevitable result in a couple months, which I say it's inevitable unless there's some new goddamn variant that hits that is vaccine resistant, which the Pfizer CEO has already talked about and has already said he'd have something for us, a vaccine for that particular variant, if it were resistant to the first vaccines in about three months. Let's not kid ourselves. We know that thousands of people with their hands in the big money pit, in the big pot of gold that has been COVID, because people have capitalized to the tune of billions, those people hope this never goes away. They want us getting new shots every year. They want us buying masks. They want us to be as controlled and controllable as possible. And it is rather disgusting. Moving on, Mitch McConnell's getting heat. He approved a short-term emergency debt ceiling extension. People are saying he caved. He didn't. What he's doing is making sure he's kind of covering everyone's ass 
um, allowing a short-term debt ceiling extension, right? This is not permanent. This is something to put a Band-Aid on what the Democrats have done because they can't go through the actual congressional process of doing it permanently. And this is a quote from Mitch. The unified Democratic government had two and a half months to address the debt limit through reconciliation. Instead, they drifted to the doorstep of yet another self-created crisis. I think it's a good political move, right? Mitch McConnell's, he dug in. He's going to do it temporarily. Makes the Republicans look like they can actually be civil on the floors of the House and the Senate. And this is to quote Mitch, to protect the American people from a near-term Democrat-created crisis. We will also allow Democrats to use normal procedures to pass an emergency debt limit extension at a fixed dollar amount to cover current spending levels into December. This will be moot. This will moot Democrats' excuses about the time crunch they created and give the unified Democratic government, meaning they have all the power. They control both houses and the presidency. So where's their excuse for not being able to pass a budget when they could have passed one for $1.2 trillion last week regarding infrastructure? What a mess. So I, I'm not going to hammer Mitch for that. And there's a lot we can hammer him for, but he's going to approve a short-term extension of the debt ceiling so the government can stay open and services can stay running while the Democrats figure out what the hell they're going to do with the progressives in their party. And 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 you go to political Politico, certainly left-leaning, they said McConnell offers to limit the pain as Dems face another debt filibuster. And so um you know, there's there's some power here. Now, the Republicans if they're going to participate in this, they can make some demands. And um they we'll see if they do. Right, we'll see how this works out, but um, I I like the move by McConnell. And what's happening is you have Cinema, Kristen Cinema from Arizona, getting harassed, and many on the left justifying it. These are the same people when it benefited them were screaming about civility during the Trump administration. Now that they're in power, we see their true colors. They're sociopaths. They are assholes. They are not caring people. They are not progressive. They are scum. And so um, they're upset and they can't control their fate to the tune of $3.5 trillion. Biden knows this, right? Biden is going to have to cut that number down. And I don't know where cinema is going to go. I think I talked about this yesterday. She's either going to cave to this horrible behavior from people that claim to be on her side, harassing her in the bathroom, harassing her on flights, or she's going to be the person I think she is and be defiant and only be empowered by such infantile and rather dangerous behavior. I mean, imagine if this were on the other side. This would be discussed in terms of terrorism. And so... Um, you know this this whole de- and this is this is not going to get pretty soon and i don't know what the progressive side's going to do because the leader of that progressive caucus of of 40 something democrats in the house primal she said it's going to have to come down too but i don't think she's going to meet a number 
that Joe Manchin agrees to. If Joe Manchin goes to the $2 trillion range, that's $1.5 trillion less. So there's a lot of things that will be cut from that. And if the majority of the programs and the funding cut to get down to the $2 trillion range are progressive money grabs and climate change grabs, then even though, even though two trains sounds like a lot and can be spun as a win for Biden, the progressives in the House may not go for it. They may lock it out. Um, the, when these caucuses form, they tend to vote together. So if Primal agrees, then all 40 will go and they should have enough votes in the House. But, I mean, you start getting into the 1.57, 1.8 trillion range it looks pretty stupid for the Democrats. And I think this is what Manchin's thinking. I didn't didn't occur to me yesterday, but they they ignored an opportunity, a bipartisan opportunity last week to pass the infrastructure bill for 1.2 trillion. I think I've been saying billion. It's trillion. All this is trillion. So if you hold out for a few weeks, require these emergency debt ceiling raises, and Manchin holds out and requires emergency funding the government. And then they end up with 1.6 or 7 trillion. Yeah, that's that's a lot more money. Okay, that's hundreds of billions more. But remember, we're talking in terms of what the press can say and what Biden can flex. 1.2 and 1.7, 1.8 trillion don't sound much different, even though they're eons different. Politics is politics, and I think Manchin's realizing this now. He's like, "Gosh, I'm being." I'm holding out on my party. I'm fighting him. It's got to see. It's got to be two, two something or two point That's got to be his number because it just sounds like he really compromised, and it's a number nowhere close to the three point five build back better bullshit that Biden's talking about. But it's two trillion dollars. They can they can gain some on that, and you've got a Quinnipiac poll that just came out with Biden at 38% approval. So he's he's a sinking ship. They want anything and they want it as soon as possible. You have big elections, the Virginia government governor race in a month. So it won't last longer than that. The Democrats have to put this behind them so that people aren't totally disenchanted with them and they're not embarrassed because they run the House, they run the Senate, they have the White House. They can't go another three or four weeks, regardless of the election looming in some in, in a key state like Virginia and some of these other state races. It just looks bad. And it's it, this is this is a commentary on what political capital is, right? This is the political leverage that Joe Biden does not have. A strong president with both parties in power in Congress would be able to get this done. Would it be 3.5 trillion? Probably not, but I think if he were in a better place and had done something, anything correctly in his first year, they he'd be signing something close to $3 trillion. And it would be a big win for him amongst progressives and amongst his base. He's not going to get that. He knows it. They're saying he knows it. Who knows what Joe Biden actually knows or what he's actually aware of. But I'm enjoying the chaos a little bit. However, it's all fun and good the result's going to be what matters. I'm hoping for something as close to 1.2 trillion as possible that actually has infrastructure funding in it. 
Manchin's not a progressive. He's from West Virginia, where Donald Trump won by thousands of miles. Extremely red state, very unique position. And Kristen Sinema, the other holdout in the Senate for the Democrats, is from Arizona. Yeah, recently a blue presidential state, but under a lot of questions and airtight, and still a pretty conservative, more moderate state when you start comparing it to senators or <clears throat> to states like a Massachusetts or New York, you compare Arizona to those two states, Arizona is a conservative state. And this, I think, cinema represents kind of what Arizona, it's like Colorado, have become. They become extremely hard to predict. Now, she's a Democrat. That's a big deal. You want your party to win. You want a majority because you pick all the leaders of the committees. You are able to get more done. You're able to decide what comes to the Senate floor, and you have the majority leader, which is Chuck Schumer right now. So she's a Democrat. Well, that's not good enough for the Starbucks crowd. For the, and and let's, let's revisit what these people sound like. They have no idea. When you hear, it's always women. When you hear them on the plane yelling at Kristen Cinema. when you hear them in the bathroom, I wonder if this will be the first time they hear themselves. Because these rude, disgusting confrontations are now all over the press, right? We're, we, we can all hear them. We hear them whether we want to or not. Believe me, you hear their shrill, chai tea choked voices whining to Senator Cinema. If you don't want to throw up, there's something wrong with you. You're, you're excited by the wrong things. These women sound like, I mean, they hit a pitch that brings down the energy, the attraction, I think just the happiness in the world. And I don't think, I mean, honestly, I listen, I hear this stuff a lot when I'm driving and I don't think it's safe. My heart rate comes up. It's disgusting. It takes, I don't care and they don't, certainly. These are these are liberal women, so we, we know, right? We've talked about this before. This is from Rush Limbaugh. A lot, a lot of the funny things I like to share, a fair amount comes from him. And he coined this, that <laughs> feminism, he didn't say liberalism, but we know what feminism is. It's only for liberal women. They don't care about women's rights. Feminism was created so that unattractive women could have access to the political process. I'm quoting. It's not that I, I believe that. Well, I do. Um, and so when you see video of these confrontations, let's just say the voice matches the figure, the person. It just works. It just works. All right. The women on the 9, 10 scale just don't sound like that. They don't. Okay. Probably because they're just not used to being disappointed that much. These women probably are. And so they don't like being disappointed by what they think or who they think is one of their own. And it's like, oh, we supported you. This is why we got you elected. Bullshit. You weren't going around harvesting ballots, bullshitting people, and doing whatever the hell you did leading up to the election last fall because you wanted the Build Back Better Biden plan to pass. You did it for feminism. You did it for abortion. You did it just because you want to be in power and you know you did it because you wanted to defeat Donald Trump and you're willing to do anything, lie, cheat, and steal. You didn't get Kristen Cinema elected 
for her budget or infrastructure bill vote. You twit. But that's what they're doing. I mean, I'm sorry. You, you have to understand that whining, whether it's children or adults, is no way to compel, convince, or sell anybody. How do they not know this? 40%, the sociopaths that would vote for Biden if he was convicted of raping kids, they think it's appropriate. Because remember, they think anything's appropriate if they get their way. Going back to the story I opened with, these are people I believe are okay with school shootings if they can get political leverage out of it. I do not think that any of the people that we see on social media who jump to these issues, whether it's a Black Lives Matter issue, a police brutality issue, a school shooting issue, I don't think any of these sons of bitches, assholes, give two shits about human life in those scenarios. Not one. And if you're somebody that's listening from the other side, and there's a few of you now that do this on social media and you're offended, you can kiss my ass. I do not care. I hope you're offended. I do this show to offend you. I'm not doing it right if people like you aren't bothered. And maybe one of you will pull your head out of your ass and become self-aware and realize that you only pretend to care about things. And you only pretend to care when it's about Donald Trump. And it's made you a raging psychopath and impossible to be around. That's who they are. And so now they're clamoring into bathrooms and harassing a senator. They're not doing it to Manchin because liberals are also cowards. And I think Manchin, West Virginia, might punch a fool. But I want, actually, I want, I hope, let's all take a moment and maybe we even pray that some screechy, Three pounds of shit stuffed into a one-pound bag liberal woman convinces her beta so-called male boyfriend or husband, significant other, to do the same to Joe Manchin. Good Lord Almighty, just let's pray it's filmed because I think Manchin might bust him in the face. And, and can you imagine what that would sound like? It would be more shrill than homeboy's girlfriend screaming and whining at Kristen Cinema. But the state of things is out of control. It's over a budget. It's over putting this country deeper into debt. And you'd think it's the civil war for these people. It's not. They don't care. It's about power. F them. And so let's, let's just hope whatever happens that they are disappointed. The more disappointed our opponent is, the better off this country will be. Um, great news. It's like Christmas every time the cable news ratings come out. CNN in the latest has dropped 68%. I don't know how you do that when you're already getting teabagged by Fox News and everybody else. But Fox News, Tucker Carlson tonight was the most watched show in cable news for the quarter with a total audience. He's almost hit 3 million viewers. He's at 2.924. That's huge for a cable news show. Tucker also finished first in that key demographic with an average audience of 487,000 viewers. That's, that's impressive. Fox News had four of the top five most watched shows in cable news. You had Tucker on top, Hannity second, The Five, which is a great show in the afternoon. And then Rachel Maddow is actually in there. So she's, she's at 2.5. She's somehow keeping the left nutcases at MSNBC afloat. Imagine... 
what those two and a half million people are like. Or some of you sneaking over there once in a while, stop doing it. Just to see what the other... I don't do it. I can't watch her anymore. I'm sure if I tuned in right now, or tonight, she'd be talking about Trump's tax returns. I mean, you, you can't be that unoriginal. I mean, she just is. There's nothing unique about her show. It's never. It's covering the same stuff. I can't do it anymore. She's one I'm not going to bother because she's she doesn't. She's never correct. Her stories never have any meat to it. It's all just emotional conjecture. And apparently, there are a lot of people that like that. And these are people that are out there thinking they are informed. Rachel Maddow is their source for news. Um, it's great that Tucker and Hannity are beating her. Or yeah, but I'm mean, sorry, she's got she's fourth. Yuck. Um, now all of the cable news networks saw ratings declines compared to the second quarter of 2020 a year ago. There's no Trump. That hurts everybody. It's killing CNN. I don't know how it doesn't hurt Rachel Maddow, unless if you've watched, maybe she's keeping Trump alive. I'm sure she talks about him. She's obsessed with him to the tune of it maybe being a bit inappropriate, especially for someone who identifies as a lesbian. She's obsessed with him. So I could see her having a Trump segment every night for the rest of her time in primetime. But um, CNN year over year is down 57%. That's fantastic. Good, 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 good. We like to hear CNN suffering because maybe, now they don't, here's again, they're liberals, so they promote their failures. I think I've mentioned that before. They don't hold people accountable for bad results. As long as you toe the line at CNN and agree with what they want you to agree with, you're probably going to keep your job a long time. You're not going to get let go. They might shuffle you around and put you later at night, earlier in the day, but if you're a good communist, a good comrade there in Atlanta, Ted Turner's people won't get rid of you. They're not. They're not going to get rid of you. Um, but we shall see where the rate. I mean, Tucker's has a really good show. His sarcasm is strong. Uh, I relate to his sentiment. Hannity's different. He has a different audience. Um, I think he's benefited following Tucker as Tucker's. Um, really had a meteoric rise since taking over for one Bill O'Reilly, who had a legendary show. Um, but, you know, Rachel Maddow, that's, uh, that's stunning to me. I mean, that Rachel, <laughs> Rachel has any audience. And it must be, she's, she must run. She must run MSNBC. Because, I mean, I imagine if you looked at MSNBC's primetime lineup or their lineup at all, you got Rachel Maddow at the top and the distance between her and number two has got to be astronomical. I mean, it, it, I don't, no one to, in any large numbers, I can't name another show anymore. I mean, who the hell is over there? Al Sharpton's not over there anymore. He's down getting booed at the border, right? Are Thin now unable to raise decent money, formerly fat preacher? Like I said before, I... I just don't feel comfortable donating money to thin preachers. The big guys who get up and sweat and leave it all out there for Jesus are the ones I want to give money to. And I think that's why Al used to be more effective. I don't think prune face Al Sharpton is just got the same mojo. He didn't even have a show anymore. Uh, looks like Jen Pisaki is talking about something 
Right now it's uh, 1.17 p.m. Pacific, so I'm going to sign off. And if you want to tune in and hear Jen Psaki try to twist the day, the news, and tell you how long Joe Biden can keep this budget infrastructure plan fiasco going, and he'll just, she'll just dismiss this as regular Washington. Go ahead and listen to Raggedy Ann do that. But um, Joe Biden's polls, which is a new Fox deal, I'll close with this. Yeah, this is the 38% Quinnipiac, just came up on Fox. Um, that's down from 42 to 50% approval, disapproval. So from 42 to 38, Biden is tanking and his disapproval is up at, so he's at 38 approval, 53% disapproval. That is something. Joe, you're on fire. Keep it up, dickhead. You guys have a great day. Looking forward to talking tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. Take care.